Oh my god. <laughs> Not comfortable. Ow, ow, ow. <sighs> oh, there's this sticker. Ugh, ugh. Ow, my palm. Okay, I think I'm ready. Ah, just moved into a new place. So, there are stickers all over the floor. I wasn't a fan of stickers. I mean, who is, right? <laughs> My story comes with a little bit of a, I don't know, some cayenne pepper, I guess. I had lived in a place where there was a bunch of stickers. And Gunner, as we all know, my little golden mixy retriever there, brought in stickers on the daily. Well, one day I was putting on my underwear after a nice, hot, luxurious shower bath. Fuck, I can't remember, but it was just like so needed. I just had a long day and I just wanted to just relax and unwind. Lo and behold, there was a goddamn sticker in my ass. There was a sticker in my underwear. I didn't see it. I didn't feel it till I rubbed it on my ass. <laughs> it was scratchy, scratchy. So it's kind of the same thing. There's stickers stuck in the carpets and in my hair and on my shoes. And, and for some reason in Ariana's feet, her feet eat up the sticker and then it just kind of stays in there for a while. She has the weirdest feet. It's like it swallows the sticker whole. Bizarre. Bizarre. But anyway, we are going to talk about some Chili Willy <laughs> books. By bookriot.com. Well, actually, it's not. It's on bookriot.com. Let me get that straight. By Alex Lupinsdale. This was about six days ago. These are the 10 of the best horror novels featuring cults. And I want to well, want to read some, but I wanted to give you all the 10 books that he thinks are amazing to read. And since, uh, you know, Halloween's coming up, why not, right? Well, first one is Children of Paradise by Fred Dagger. I don't know, but the synopsis is Joyce and her daughter, Trina, live in a community in, I don't know, somewhere. That is much like Jonestown. When Trina plays too near to the cage holding the commune's gorilla, Adam, she is attacked and killed. But she is later revived by commune's preacher. What? Trina becomes a symbol of the leader's godlike power. As things begin to fall apart and rumors of a congressional delegation coming to investigate the settlement spread, Joyce knows that she needs to escape to save her daughter. She finds an unlikely ally in Adam, the remarkable gorilla. <laughs> what? <laughs> Mind you, I didn't read any of these. I was like, this is this sounds pretty cool. I might want to pick up one of these books. I read one of them really quickly and I was like, <gasps> but it wasn't that one, honey. Because <laughs> funny. Anyway, next book is Within These Walls by Anya Alborn. A true crime writer whose career is in a slump, is invited to interview a notorious death row inmate. Jeffrey Halcombe, former cult leader, is ready to break his silence with or to writer Lucas Graham alone. Graham plans to work from the scene of the crime, a farmhouse on a beach in Washington State, where many of Halcombe's followers perished. He quickly finds out that he is not alone there and that the people 
who were promised eternal life are indeed not quite dead. Next one. Last Days by Adam Neville. Kyle Freeman is a documentarian who has been asked to shoot a film about a cult known as the Temple of the Last Days. The cult is known for a massacre that included the death of its leader, Sister Catherine. The film shoots will take him to the cult's first temple in London, an abandoned farm in France, and the copper mine in Arizona where the cult met its end. He begins to experience uncanny events surrounding his interview with those who were involved in the case. Visitations and sudden deaths make him question what the cult awakened and why it interested in it, why it is interested in him. Little Heaven by Nick Cutter. Three mercenaries have been hired for what seems to be a simple mission to check on the nephew of the woman who hired them. She believes he may have been taken against his will to a remote place in the New Mexico backwoods called Little Heaven, which is under the control of a secretive religious cult. The mercenaries quickly realize that they are in over their heads. Something is very wrong here. There is a monolith called the Black Rock standing over the settlement and slowly their escape routes are cut off. They will have to fight for their freedom against whatever power has come to the settlement. Next is Devil's Creek by Todd Kiesling. In Strafford, Kentucky, Starford, Stafford, ah, fuck it, who cares? There is a local legend that says, well, I'm, people care. But it's, it's, why am I rambling? Anyway, it's in Kentucky. There is a local legend that says that there was a church at Devil's Creek once. A leader named Jacob Masters preached the gospel of a God without a name. The church burned to the ground, but some survivors remained, including Jacob's six children and their grandparents. The children grew up, and the town moved on. Jack Tremley was one of those children, and when he returns to Kentucky to settle his grandmother's estate, he will discover secrets about his father and the church. What was his father's unnamed God, and what is it beginning to stir again? Look around, there was like some kind of scorpion spider Dominic found, and now I am afraid. I don't know why that just popped into my head right now. <laughs> I'm on the floor. <laughs> Gotta crawl on me. Next one. Catherine House by Elizabeth Thomas. Catherine House is a school known for turning out the best and the brightest. Just as long as they give the school three years of their lives in which they are fully cut off from their families. Most of their possessions and the outside world. The most dedicated students at the school study a mysterious a mysterious compound known as psalm p-l-a-s-m the psalm right i don't know the psalm <laughs> i know it's not that anyway um an incoming first year catherine house which is ienes why do they pick the weirdest names ienes morello quickly falls in love with the closest thing to a home she's ever found but there is something very wrong at catherine house when tragedy strikes a classmate Marillo begins to suspect that there is more to the prestigious school than gilded furniture and strange group meditation exercises. Next one is Geek Love by Catherine Dunn. Geek Love was published in 1989 as one of the oldest titles on the list. It is the story of children created by their parents through a combination of drugs to be the sideshow of the family's traveling circus. 
Though not strictly about life in a cult, since it's about all of the siblings, one brother develops a cult following based on amputation. As the siblings and their parents travel across the country, interfamilial warfare grows and lasts for more than a generation. Next one is Universal Harvester by John Dar Darniel. In the 1990s, Jeremy works at a good enough job in a video store and tries not to think about his dead mother. Patreons begin returning videos because they have mysterious footage intermixed with the film. The scenes are odd, occasionally violent, and without narration or explanation, and they have been shot just outside of town. This is the most atmospheric story of what can be found just outside of one's everyday life. Gather the Daughters by Jenny Milat. Melamid, sorry. <laughs> Trigger warning for a belief system heavily based on incest. Off the coast of the country that was incinerated, a colony was born. Ten men and their families built a society based on ancestor worship, controlled breeding, euthanasia, and total control of knowledge and history. Their daughters are wives in training, allowed freedom only in the summertime when all of the girls on the island are allowed to run wild. Returning home only at the close of the season. Close, excuse me. At the end of one such summer, a daughter witnesses something that will change everything. This is a very disturbing story that is beautifully told. Next one. Sorrowland by Rivers Solomon. A pregnant woman escapes a religious compound and takes refuge in the woods. There she gives birth to twins and there she plans to stay. However, she is still being hunted by the people she has tried to escape and she finds her body changing in inexplicable ways. To keep her family safe, she must leave the woods to face her past, her future, and the violent America that created the compound she grew up in. Yeah, those are the books right there. Which one is the one I wanted? Because now I'm looking at all of them like, me. <laughs> I think it was Devil's Creek. That one was pretty weird. I thought that was, I was like, ah, that sounds pretty good. I don't know. What do you guys think? I don't know. I think I'm just a little weirdo because I like fantasy books. Adult fantasy is a little too ill. <laughs> Middle grade's too, that's too young. And teen is just like, oh, that's cute. But I feel old for reading it. I don't know. <laughs> so I still read all kinds of, I haven't finished any of the books. We started moving and I lost my book somewhere. I think it's still over there at the other old house. Maybe. I don't know. I'm going to have to go check. I'm really in the mood to read and I can't read right now. And Dante's Inferno I'm almost done with. I need to. I guess I'll read the last chapters on here. It's not that bad. It's a good book. I can understand it. That's saying something because I don't understand the old one. Now I'm just rambling. <laughs> Uh, well, thank you guys so much for listening to me. This is going to be a very short podcast. I just want to give out the 10 books that they think is chilling, is suspenseful, suspenseful. Oh, thank you guys so much for listening to me. Go ahead and if you like it, share, do all that good stuff. Like, subscribe if there's any buttons for those. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I'll talk to you on the next one. Bye. Oh, fuck. Now I got to get up. Ow, my body. What is that? No, that's just dirt. Oh, my God. Ow, I got a sticker in my palm again. Shit. Just be moving and grooving.
Yeah, man.